Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be together, to be in your presence. Your word declares that the gathering of the saints shall be unto you and not unto a man. So today we are gathered to you and to you alone. Speak to us, visit us, change our lives by your word, by your spirit. Empower us to move forward and to do well. We thank you. Bring understanding, bring wisdom, and bring understanding to our establishment. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Lift up your Bibles with me. Let's sing our song quickly. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together, my Bible and I. Let's all sing it. I have a wonderful treasure, the gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible, only the lady singing, I have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful treasure. That's beautiful. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and ladies, one more time. I have sing it like you believe it. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. So beautiful. Ladies, one more time. I have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful treasure. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. Everybody singing, I have a wonderful treasure. I have a wonderful The brothers have learned from the ladies. The gift of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and I. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. 
Bible. I believe what it says about me. I believe what it says about me. I can do what it says I can do. I can do what it says I can do. Today, today I will be taught from this Bible. I will be taught from this and Bible. And my life will not be the same again. And my life will not Hallelujah. be the same. Amen. Well, you may be seated on top of your enemies. This morning, God is coming our way. Amen. And I believe something good is coming your way and my way. If you believe it, say amen. amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Amen. Wow. Well, it's a blessed Sunday. And it's good to see all of you again. I know that today, somebody's life will be established. I said somebody's life will be established. Amen. Wonderful. Well, if you have an empty space by you, I think that it will be of use. There's an empty space here. There's also an empty space here and also over there. So if we just so that we, when, when we are preaching, we fill up from the back rather than as we are preaching, people are trying to squeeze in, sneak in like thieves. Do you get it? But they sit at the back confidently. Amen. Back to what I was preaching. Okay. So let's just have the people on the last row. They get their two spaces here. They can come and fill up here. Two spaces here. You get my point? Yeah. Okay. Two free spaces here. Good. One more. Okay. As you are coming forward, God is promoting you. God is lifting somebody from a lower stage to a higher stage. Hallelujah. Only bad boys sit at the back in school. I mean, they, they perpetually sit at the back. And they enjoy being at the back. Do you get? Do you know why I know it's bad boys? Bible says this is the condemnation for light has come. But men love the darkness instead of the light. For their deeds are evil. For he that doeth good, cometh not to the light, that his deeds be revealed. It's John 3.16, that, that scripture. So, always, and I've been in school before, and I've been, I, was, I was bad when I was in school, so I used to like to be at the back. Now, there are two bad things that can happen to you in school. Being bad and sitting at the back, and also failing your exams. Yeah, if, if you have both, your case is serious. Hallelujah. Well... Let's get into the word. I'm teaching about how to be established in your Christian life. Is that not so? And I said that the Bible says that by wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. So I said anything you are trying to build, what you need to help you to build it, whether it's a business, whether it's your job, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your life, anything you are trying to, a family, anything you are trying to build, the key thing you need is wisdom. And to build anything, there's a wisdom for it. The wisdom you use to build a house is not the same wisdom you use to build a relationship. Everything you have to do in life, the wisdom you use to build a business, it's not the same wisdom you use to build a house. They are different things. But you need to acquire wisdom in the area that you are trying to, I'm trying to build a church. And there's a wisdom by which a church is built. Hallelujah. 
it's not the same wisdom you need to build a business. Let's say, why am I talking about business? Look, when you are doing business, at least you need a little shrewdness to build business. Hey, pastor? Yes. Mm. That's why Indian businesses work. Yeah. I mean, all apologies to all Indians. But that's why in- Indians are good at doing business. No money enters into an Indian shop and goes out. No. It's a wisdom. Do you get that? You see, no matter how small the shop is, the shop works. Yeah. So, there's a wisdom for everything. To build the church, you also need a certain wisdom. We are situated in a place where you have a, a lot of young people. and There's a certain wisdom we need to deploy as a church to build this church. Which you can't use to build a church of people who are about 60 years, 70 years, 80. Look, if you are having a church in an area where they are all 60, 70, you need a certain, another type of wisdom. You can't be singing this type of your songs. Where, where is the, what was the song they were singing? No, when I wait to Amanda, when I wait to the day, you do like that. Look, if a, if a 70-year-old lady does that, that will be the last time. This is a doctor, you can ask her. As soon as she goes down like that, that's it. The next thing is a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> do you get it? But I said that even when you have built the thing, for it to be established, what you need is understanding. Without understanding, you may have built something, but it will not be established. That's how come that people go to school, they get a degree, there's a certificate to show that you are an accountant, but after school, you can't prepare an account. Because you have gotten knowledge, you have gotten wisdom, but you are not established, you don't have understanding in it to be established in it. So the same for your Christian life. You need a wisdom to build your Christian life. But you need understanding to be an established Christian. Because life changes. Things happen in life. Some of you are students today. A time will come. You will be workers. And just the change in the circumstance in your life can easily throw you off. Some, you know, before your mother used to give you money. Nasfas used to give you money. You know, when you are feeling the phone, say, guardian, either write your mother, your father, or Nasfas. Any of them that you can spell. You just write it down quickly. Do you get it? But a time comes in your life, you start to earn your own cash. You get a car, you get a flat, you get a job, at least month end, everything is fine. Would you still be a Christian? But when you have understanding into your Christian life, these questions don't come up anymore to you. So I'm taking my time to give you understanding in your Christian life. To the end that you will be what? Established. Tell your neighbor I'll be established. I'll be established. Hallelujah. Great. So, I said the first thing you need to understand is who you are as a Christian. So, I told you man is a spirit. To start with, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You are not a body. That has a soul. You are rather a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in your body. So when your body dies. Your spirit will continue to live. So if you spend your whole life here. 
trying to fix your body, by the time you are dead, you wouldn't have done anything with regards to your spirit. So as you are here this Sunday morning, you are working on your spirit, not on your body. You work on your body in the gym. But when you come to church on a Sunday, you are working on what? Your spirit. Even if you have this understanding, coming to church on a Sunday morning will never be a problem for you. Because perhaps for you, it may be the only opportunity to work on your spirit. Hallelujah. I also said that when you are not saved, your, your spirit is dead or your heart is dead and desperately wicked. And I took my time to explain to you the nature of an unsaved heart. I said when a, person's, a person is not saved, the person's heart is unsaved and is callous and is wicked. Wickedness comes to you naturally. Evil things come to you naturally. No matter how seemingly good you are. And when you do evil, it's good for you. And it's good to you. Nothing pricks you to say, why am I doing this? Is this wrong? Some of you even have argued in time past why it is good for you to cheat in an exam. Yeah. It's like you, have writ- you are writing an exam, you are cheating, and your friend tells you it's not good to cheat. And you say, look, I need to pass this exam. I got, man's got to do what man's got to do. Tell me if I'm lying. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. Very simple. You ask your neighbor, why are we writing this exam? He says, to pass. So, am I not passing? So, what are you complaining about? Very simple. Because it's the nature of an unsaved heart. And I use the snake to explain to you. The snake. Remember the story of the snake? And we saw a snake sitting here. Her teeth was silver. Is that not so? Where is she? Where is she? She went home. Okay. Yeah, we saw a snake. I mean, there were a lot of snakes in the church. But this particular snake, she had a golden, golden. Her bite is very expensive. When she bites you once, it costs a lot of money. Hallelujah. So I said, that's the nature of an unsafe person. So when I see an unsafe person doing evil, I don't blame them because it's their nature. This, this week I saw a video of a pastor who was trying to prove to people that Bible says you can take, out dead, take up deadly animals and they will not bite you and this and that and that. And then he took up a snake and he was, pre- and he was preaching powerfully. At the point the snake just kissed. Didn't even bite him. You know why I know he didn't bite him? Because he didn't notice that the snake had bitten him. The snake just kissed the back of the ear. And he was still preaching, preaching, preaching. Then at a point, blood was dripping on his shirt, but he didn't know. Then at a point, they took the snake. He died before he got to the hospital. Yeah, because a snake is a snake. The only good snake is a dead snake. Yeah? I'm telling you, the only good snake, doctor, is a dead snake. When a snake is good, it means it is dead. Yeah. Because when it is not dead, you know, I meet people, the, one day I had a neighbor, there was a snake in the grass, and the neighbor came and said, oh, the snake, is, it doesn't bite, it's not dangerous. I said, look, Baba, what is it? A snake? He said, yes, it bites. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's in your organ. 
Yeah. Why am I saying so? When you are an unbeliever or when you are not changed, you are dangerous. Why? Because it is your nature. When I'm doing business with unbelievers, I take extra precaution. Yeah, 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 because I'm dealing with an unbeliever. There's no other force that controls that person. So when wickedness... Now, now, don't get me wrong. So, Pastor, I know some unbelievers who are very good. Yes. There are unbelievers who are very good. But they have a high propensity to do evil. Tell your neighbor propensity to do evil. Very high. That's an unbeliever. I also told you that the, the nature of a saved person is righteous and truly holy. I told you that two weeks ago. I'm just doing a little recap and then we'll go on. When you are saved, you see, so we have now looked at a, a human being. We have seen who a human being is. Now we have seen a human being when he has not met Jesus. That's when he has the nature, the snake nature, okay? Now, when, after you have met Jesus, what happens? When you meet, the Bible says, behold, if a man is in Christ, all things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. So as soon as you surrender your life to Jesus, what happens is that God gives a radical and miraculous transformation of your heart. Ezekiel 36, 26, he says, I will take the heart that is in you. I'll take it out. It's a stony heart. And I'll put a new heart in you. When you give your life to Jesus, because God wants you to now keep his commandments, however, by reason of your nature, you cannot keep God's command because wickedness just comes to you. What he does is that he takes out that old heart, which is that old nature, and he puts a new heart. Now, that new heart, Bible calls it a heart of flesh. Why does it call it a heart of flesh? Because it has the ability, verse 20 says, it has the ability to keep God's commandments. That is when, when an evil thought comes to you, there will be a small voice that will say, no, don't do this. How many of you have, you wanted to do something bad, then some, some part, you don't know which part of you, who, who that is, but it kept, no, it's not good. Don't do it that way. Uh, give, me, give me a wave. Give me a, I need a witness in the house. I said, I need a witness in the house, please. I need a witness around. But when you are not born again, you never get those promptings because your nature is evil and it likes the evil. And even when you get it, you shut it down quickly. Yeah, you have just finished sleeping with somebody's husband, you are moving. Wow, that's a good job. But when you have become born again, even when that, even when you do that, you begin to feel bad. No, this thing is not good. I have to stop it one day. No, I have to stop it one day. That's, a, that's the difference between a Christian and non-Christian. Because I meet people, they tell me that, oh, I know Christians who sin, and I know unbelievers who sin. Yes, it's true. I know Christians who sin, and I know unbelievers who, I know you, don't I know you? That's why I know Christians who sin. Or I don't know you. If I don't know you, give me a wave. I know you. And you know me. But the difference is that you want to change. I want to change. The unbeliever doesn't care. That's the difference. That's the difference. Because your spirit is holy and it's righteous. 
If you don't have this understanding, you will even convince yourself that, you know something, pastor, I'm not truly born again. Because if I was really born again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this bad thing. And I wouldn't do this other bad thing. And, and even when I was not born again, I was doing bad things once a day. But now that I'm born again, I seem to be doing bad things one and a half times a day. I mean, one and a half times a day. I'm even getting worse. So I'm not born again. It's not true. You are born again. Now, what is happening is that there's that willingness to change. And you need to have understanding and knowledge into how to change how to change. So I finished off last week. I said, Bible says, put on the new man, Ephesians chapter 4. The Bible says that ye put on the new man which is created in Christ Jesus in holiness and true holiness and righteousness. Hallelujah. It says, put it on. You have a new nature. You now have to put it on. And I said, I mean, those of you who have completed school, the day you completed school, there was nothing different about you. They just gave you a paper that said, from today you are an engineer. But there was nothing different about you. You now have to go out there and say, hey, now I'm an engineer. And start behaving like an engineer. So, Paul is also saying that now that you are born again, go out there and start behaving like a born again Christian. Put it on. I woke up today. I put on my clothes. If I didn't put on my clothes, I would have come here naked. So you put it on. Amen. Amen. And I, I mean, I, you can imagine if I had attempted to come here naked, I'm not sure I would have gotten here. No, the reality is that, I mean, from Marysburg all the way to this place, by all means, somebody would have called an ambulance. They'll say there's a mental patient driving at a speed of 120 on the freeway on the N3. And somebody would have, they would have stopped me somewhere and arrested me. And they said, oh, this is a mental patient. Let's take him to the mental hospital. And usually when you are being taken to the mental hospital, the first thing you try to say is that, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy. I'm not, which is the first sign of madness. Well, at the mental hospital, the first thing they used to detect whether you are crazy or not is you saying that you are not crazy. Just as when you go to prison, everybody says that I'm, I'm innocent. You are innocent, but you are all behind bars. So why are you so the guilty ones are in town and the innocent ones are in prison? I had to put on my clothes. You also have to put on. So I said, I will show you how we are coming to it gradually. That verse is Ephesians 4, 24. 25, he says, put away lying. Stop lying to one another. 26, he says, when you are angry, don't sin. Is that not so? He said, don't sin. 27, he says what? Don't, don't fight. Give the devil no please. Good. 28, he says, if you are a thief, stop stealing. 29, he says what? Don't evil communication. Don't be saying evil things. 30, he says what? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. 31, it says what? Don't be bitter. 32, it says what? It says a good thing. Be kind one to another. So he begins to show them things to do and things not to do. Now, Christianity is not necessarily about what to do and what not to do. 
Do you get it? It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about God. Now, when you get, when you develop yourself, then these things become your nature. It becomes like brushing your teeth. I don't know who's here that this morning you have to be told, go and brush your teeth. I mean, who, 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 who is here this morning? Somebody had to encourage you. Your pastor sent you a WhatsApp message. Please brush your teeth this morning. Brush your the brother in green. Hola? Hola? How are you? Yeah. Let me see you after church. Okay. Yeah. It's not about brushing of the teeth, though. But did your friends tell you brush your teeth this morning? You just you why did you brush your teeth this morning? You just do it. You just many of us have even forgotten the reason why we brush our teeth. But we just brush our teeth. Is that not so? Yeah. So as you as you develop these things, you see, if you are going to focus, that's why the people couldn't serve God during the time of Moses. Because he gave them ten different commandments. Do this, do that, do this, do this. Look, they look at the commandments and when they break one, he says, if you break one, you have broken all of it. Ah, they can't handle it anymore. Look, if we are going to break one, we might as well break all of them. You know, we are heavy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times do you write an exam and you get 100%? If ever at all. <laughs> Did you get it? So, the, and the exam, you have to score 100% to pass. So they look at it and say, hey, is this how this exam, when at all will we pass? Look, we won't even try anymore. Because yeah. I mean, if you have tried, get 94, 99, 99.3. On your best day, 99.3 and 0.1. As Jacob's mom will say, anyway, let's go on. <laughs> they said, look, we'll obey again. But this is the reality. As you grow, these things become your nature. Kindness becomes your nature. You don't feel like lying about anything anymore. You don't feel like stealing anymore. It all comes with growth. Alright? So that brings me to my fourth principle. Which is, as a Christian, you are a baby and you need to grow. You need to do what? Grow. Tell your neighbor you need to grow. Now, explain to your neighbor why she still does some funny things. Explain to her. Not why you still do it, but why she still does it. Explain to her. The reason is simple. You are a baby. You're a baby. Nobody should. I mean, how many times do we blame the babies in our house? When, when, when they push something and the glass pours and the water, the glass falls and the water spills all over the carpet. Do you, do you blame the baby? No. Why? It's a baby. That is why I don't blame you for the things you do. Although last night you didn't sleep in your bed, as you have come to church, I am not blaming you. Although during the week around Thursday, Friday, you were into spirits. You can see that I'm not blaming you. Why? Do you know what spirits are? Alcohol. Alcohol is called spirits. No spirits, strong spirits, alcohol, hot spirits. How many percent? Yeah, if you see it's written on it, 70%, 17% alcohol. It means the amount of the total bottle, 17% of it is spirits. Somebody say amen. Although 
though you drank a little too, I mean, just because of the weather, you know, we didn't predict that the weather, we thought it was summer. Pastor, we thought the winter had gone away, but suddenly it's become cold. So we took a little something to just make ourselves warm. The reason why I'm not blaming you is because you are a baby. You are a baby. But when you grow, you put these things away. That's where you grow. That's where you know that when it's cold, it's better to turn on the heater than to take in some spirits. <laughs> it's sometimes it's even cheaper. The electricity bill is cheaper. <laughs> Many of you live at restes. You don't pay electricity. It's the rest that pays. So for you, it's at no cost to turn on the, the heater and stay in your bed. Alone. Somebody say Amen. Good. So you are a baby. First Peter 2 2 is our scripture for this discussion. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. As newborn babes. So look at the nearest babe by you and say, You are a babe. You are a babe. You are a babe, man. You are a babe, girl. You are a babe. So those of you that they be calling babes and you are so excited, it's not really a good thing, you know. <laughs> the Bible is saying that you are a newborn baby. 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 So the question we ask is, Pastor. Who's a baby? Or who's a babe? Who's a babe? You know, sometimes you can be around for some time and think that you are old, but you are still a babe. I mean, from experience as a pastor, there are so many things you say, people just find a way of excluding themselves from it. So I've learned to show people signs. Because as for the sign, it's irrefutable. You You can't say, ah, oh, it's not me. You can't see the sign clearly. That's all. Hallelujah. So, who said, babe? One of the, one of the surprising things is that a spiritual baby has the same characteristics as a natural baby. They all behave the same way. A normal baby, everyday baby that is born uh, is just like a Christian baby. By taking a look at a baby, if we were to get a baby here and put the baby and look at the baby, the behavior of the baby will explain to us who a Christian baby or a spiritual baby is. So today you are going to help me preach quickly. You have a baby, is that not so? What are the things that your baby does? Crying, first sign. Crying. How many of you agree that babies cry? So when you have Christian babies, they cry. They cry. You are dancing nicely. What's your name? Cabello. You are dancing very nice, even when you didn't want to dance. So I don't know what will happen on the day that you want to dance. Yeah, but it's nice. Amen. Look, and when you come to church, try to enjoy the church. You are here already. Do 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 you get it? Uh-huh. So, when they are doing their praise, enjoy it. Because you're already here. 
Don't let, if you are here for an hour and a half, don't, don't waste it. He said, oh, okay, I'm enjoying it, but I will show it next week. Or I'll show it at home. Look, you are wasting today that you are here. So when you come, enjoy, have fun. All right? Good. So babies cry a lot. When you have a Christian baby, they cry a lot. To cry means to complain. Babies don't cry for fun. It's not like when they are happy, they start to cry. It's girls who do that, but babies don't. <laughs> It's girls, Palessa. It's girls who, when they are there, they are, they, when they are sad, they cry. When they are emotional, they cry. When they are happy, also they cry. So, as a man, when you are there, when they are crying, you don't know why they are crying. You're, hey, is it, is it the good cry or the bad cry? <laughs> but babies, when they cry, it means that they are unhappy about something. They want to complain about something. And that's their only way of communication. So, they start to cry. Hallelujah. They start to cry. So when you have babies in the church, they cry a lot. They, to cry means to complain. And I don't like the way when the pastor was preaching, he come to stand by me, then put his hand on my shoulder. Then also, they put an hand on my shoulder at the time that he was talking about the spirits. <laughs> you see, and that day, the spirit, I didn't drink a lot. I just took only small, only maybe two spirits. Two, only two spirits. But on that day, my, my roommate who was sitting in front of me, who took 17 spirits, he didn't put his hand on his shoulder, but I that took only two spirits. It says me. You are dealing with a baby. And I even I don't like the way when they were dancing, then that girl was uh, doing the dancing. I don't know how much the pastor has been paying her, but she'll be pulling me, calling me that I should come and dance, I should come and am I the dancer of the church that is calling me that I should come and dance? And I don't like that thing at all. Look, call them. That's how we do church. They are not how many of you will change from being babies to grow? I'm going to show you three different stages of development. And our prayer is to get to the highest stage. Amen. Amen. Children cry a lot. Eh? When I came to the church, I wanted to sit at the front. But by the time I came, that girl with that long breast, she has come to sit at the front. Now I have to sit at the back. <laughs> then the only one day that I was sitting at the back, the pastor said that it's only the bad boys who sit at the back. <laughs> And then he quoted some scriptures. If you didn't know when they put those scriptures in the Bible. I didn't even see that those scriptures were in the Bible. But the pastor says in the Bible. Only one day that I sat at the back. Only one day. Every day I sat in the front. You are dealing with a baby. Crying, complaining about everything. That's a baby. And when you're a spiritual baby, a lot of things irritate you. And I went to the church and they were speaking in tongues. And then you are irritated. I went to the church, they sang a Zulu song. I don't know that. So I only know it in Twana. Why didn't they sing the Twana version? Look, we don't know the Twana version. If you teach us the Twana version, we'll sing it. We, just, uh, we, we are also trying. But that's a baby. Cry a lot. What else does your baby do? He wants attention. Your baby wants attention. Christian baby wants attention. 
always wants to be carried. We are all in the church. Everybody is sitting on their chair. The mother has brought a stroller for the baby to sit in. The baby says, I will not sit in the stroller. I want one of the people in the church to carry me throughout the service. Excuse me. That's a Christian baby. Always want attention. Hey, you didn't call me. You didn't come to visit me. You didn't talk to me. You didn't WhatsApp me. Even I was still standing at the door when you were entering. You didn't smile at me. And even the way you smiled at me, you smile like even 60%. It's like the smile was loading, then suddenly you got a low battery. So the smile went back down. Hey! That's a baby. A loading smile, there's like you lost network, so the smile started to go down. That's a baby. And when we're coming, you know, as they were talking in the car, I saw that this lady, the way she was talking, maybe she was talking about me. And then I, and I didn't know what to say. Then even when I came to the church, the pastor asked me, What's your name? Why is he asking me my name? What? Baby. Mm, if it, I want, it's my birthday. Everybody must wish me a happy birthday. All the people in the church, they must wish me a happy birthday. Look, happy birthday on behalf of the whole church. Okay? <laughs> That's a baby. Happy birthday for this year, next year, next two years, next three years, please. That's a baby. Wants attention. All the time. Look, babies want to be... One day I was standing in a group where about six of us. Then there was this baby. The mother was carrying the baby. When the baby saw the, oh, then, then the person took the baby. I thought that was the end. Then the baby just turned and looked at ah! Once everybody. So when they got back, I said, I won't carry you. You want all of us to carry you before you are complete. That's a baby. That's a, what again? Always asking for milk. Yeah, that's also another sign. Always asking for milk. Always. Give me milk. Give me milk. You can't give the baby pop. You can't give the baby borovos. You can't give the baby anything. Ama quinya, nothing. Every time wants milk. When the church has babies. You can only feed them milk. You can only feed them milk. You know, I preach here and I preach in Peter Marysburg. The type of preaching I preach in Peter, in Peter Marysburg, I can't preach it here. If I preach it here once, half of the church will be gone. Yeah, half of the church. Last Tuesday, I was preaching about three types of hearts a stubborn heart. No, a stony heart, a proud heart, and a hardened heart. Hey! Look, is that type of message, you sit down small, the message is too hot that your bum is burning. So you get up, so that some air can cool you. When you get up, the pastor says, sit down. The pastor, where, where are you going? Sit down. Then you sit again. Yeah. Stony heart. Hey! No, 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 no. They usually call their messages porcupine messages. 
Do you know what a porcupine is? It's a, it's a small type of rodent. It's like a rat. It looks nice, but as soon as you try to grip it, it, it pricks you. So it's like, you want to love the message, but when you come too close to the message, the message will prick you. But here, milk, how to be established, how to be good, how to go to heaven, how to, how to be nice, how to eat more, how to get bigger, how to get, that's it. But a time will come, you will develop. You can now start eating proper food. Hallelujah. What again? Does your baby talk? Babies can't talk. Babies can't talk. We'll come to that. Babies can't talk. Or don't talk. Or cannot talk. Or do not talk. Or will not talk. Or shan't talk. Or won't talk. Challenge, willing, coolant, all of them. We know that you are a baby when you can't share anything from the word of God. Yeah, they can't share anything. Uh, you over there, please come and what 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 come and, what is the verse the verse um, scripture of the week? <sighs> Me? Who again? You are the last person. Who again? <sighs> Can't talk. One day I had a meeting here. In the meeting, we were just. We're just introducing ourselves. So, everybody introduce yourself. So, so, my name is Daniel. I'm from Peter Marysburg. Oh, hello, Daniel. Then, this nice man. My name is Reverend David Abadar. Yeah, like that. We're going. Run, 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 run. Then, there was a sister in the church. Just introduce yourself. We didn't say, say, the, say the national pledge. Sing uh, the national anthem or quote a scripture or say the constitution. Nothing. A university student or a tertiary student. Just introduce yourself. My name is Lisa Gungundolovo from Tofinvava. No. She almost read on herself. Yeah. She was fidgety. We were about maybe 15 to 20. She was fidgeting, fidgeting. Suddenly, she just bumped out of the church. Since that day, from that day till today, she has not set foot in the church again. Just to introduce yourself. I said, just to do what? Intro- All of us, were just going, hi, my name is the, hi, my name is the, hi, my name. Well, even if you can't introduce, and it wasn't like introduce yourself in English, Zulu, Afrikaans, or no, just any language of your, your, of your preference. Up to today. Have you seen her in the church again up to today? Yeah, up to today. I am very shy. You can't be shy beyond just mentioning your name. If you are shy beyond mentioning your name, you need to see a doctor. Yeah, you need to see a doctor. It's a medical, it's a medical case. That just to mention your name so that you can be addressed by your name. No, but you over there. No. Yeah, baby can't talk. If you ask me, baby, how are you? And then we adults assume that they are saying, they are responding to us. 
Another sign about babies is that they, they, they can't help themselves. They ease themselves anywhere. They don't care who's around. They don't care where they are. If you are with a baby, a baby can disgrace you at any time. Suddenly you see there's a smell in there. I mean, you know your perfume is bad, but not that bad, you know? It's not that bad. I mean, you bought it from her, but it's not that bad. But you see that the whole atmosphere, there's a pervading and parading smell in the atmosphere. And you are wondering, who did this thing? Who did this thing? By the time you go and check, oh, it's a baby. And, and the baby is still smiling. <laughs> For the baby, everything is fine. They don't care who's there. When you have a spiritual baby, it's also like that. They do anything they feel like doing. Although they are not supposed to be doing it. Anything is a baby. You are dealing with their baby. Now, after you have been a baby for some time, you need to grow up and become a child, which is the second stage of your development as a Christian. After you are born again, your spirit is a baby and you must grow. So you grow from babyhood to childhood. Ephesians 4, 14, Bible says that ye no longer be children tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine and by the cunning craftiness of men and the slight of men which they lie in wait to deceive. So from being a baby, what God is expecting after you have been around for some time is for you to now become a child. It's the normal way of growing that you will now become a child. Hallelujah. Who is a child? Two signs about a child quickly. One, it says, henceforth that ye be no more children. Then it starts to explain what children do. It says, children are tossed to and fro. They are done what? Tossed to and fro. Children are unsteady and unstable. Always on the move. Today they are here. Tomorrow they are here. Today they are here. Tomorrow they are here. Today they are doing this. Tomorrow they are doing that. Tossed to and fro. Unsteady. Unstable. When you have a Christian child, he's unstable. You can't keep his attention for a long time. Um, the service the pastor has been present for too long. He has persons since we come to church in the morning. We come early. The morning, it has been preaching. Around this time, it's 11.29. It has still not finished preaching. Look, you didn't come early in the morning. Let's start with that. I've also been preaching for 35 minutes so far. I've not been preaching the whole day. But you see a child. Uh, let's, let's stop and let's sing some songs. We, are tired. we have been preaching for the Let's sing some songs. <laughs> Why? Because we can't keep your attention for a long time. Unstable study. When you are in a relationship with a child, it's like that. Let's do this. By the time you start this, I've changed my mind. You look at it, wow, wow. 
I mean, a lot of ladies get into relationship with children. I mean, he's tall. I mean, a handsome guy. I mean, he's handsome, which means he's tall. He's dark. No, what are the characteristics of a handsome man? Tall, dark. Have you ever read a fairy tale that they've described a handsome man as a short, fair colored? Have you ever seen? Have you read anything like that before? No. Snow White, um, Cinderella. Uh, what are the books? Uh, Rampanzel. All the fairy tales. There's no short, fair, handsome. No. No, 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 no. To be handsome, you have to be tall. No, no, no. I, look, today is not the day to have this argument. I said today, I can even give you the microphone. You don't have evidence. Reverend David. Reverend David. Have you ever read a book that they are trying to describe a handsome guy and they said that it's a yellow bone or it's short? Have you seen these words before? Never. Never. Rambo is not a handsome guy. They didn't say, they didn't say Rambo is handsome. They always say a tall, dark and handsome Anytime they are there. And the prince came and he was tall, he was dark, and he was handsome. Anyway, besides that, even forget about that story. Let me tell you another story. One day, I saw a nice guy, handsome guy, which is a tall guy. <laughs> so I said, Oh, what a nice guy. So I called another, a beautiful sister. And I said, Should I also explain to you what a beautiful girl is? I don't have much time. Next week, I'll explain to you. I shall not be provoked. (laughs) So, I told the sister, you know, this brother is a nice, a nice brother. What do you think? We can can do something with this guy. What do you think? The sister said to me, he's a child. I said, oh, why did you say that? So, no, 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 he said, child. So I said, anyway, go see. After time, after some time, I monitored the brother. Look, me, I would say, is he a baby? Yeah. Baby cry. Tell your neighbor, baby cry. When you're in a relationship with a child, Today he's in love with you. Tomorrow he's in love with somebody else. Then tomorrow next he's in love with some. Ah, he just changes his mind at any time. Yeah. So watch out for all those brothers. Look, as a guy, every day you see a, a look. You have been around for some time. Apart from the girl you are getting married, this guy has just paid Lobola. Okay, a few last week he paid Lobola. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this week you'll be getting married and then we'll go for it. It's not a child anymore. Have you not seen ad- I won't tell your beloved, okay, but have you not seen other beautiful girls? If you haven't, come. Uh, please, doctor, hold this tablet for us. Come. Stand here, stand here. Look in the church. Can't you see 
God is blessing us, ne? Plenty, plenty. Yeah. I mean, just by coming to church once, you see so many beautiful girls. But I've been coming to church here. I, okay, you let me know. But I'm the pastor. So because he's the pastor that you've been coming to church for some time, is that not so? Yes, please. Have you by seeing these girls change your mind? At all, at all. At all. Your pastor says I should ask, are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah. Even by seeing all these beautiful girls, we have become more certain about the choice we have made. Yeah. Simple and short. It's your, your presence. The presence of your beauty confirms to us that we have made a good choice. I will explain to you. Sit down. Do you know why it confirms? It means that as for beautiful girls, we will continue seeing them. So if we will change our minds because we saw one beautiful girl, then every day we will change our minds because every day we will see a new beautiful girl. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. But we are in a relationship with a child. Huh. I told you not to do braids. And you have done braids. The relationship is over. I'm looking for somebody with an afro. Yeah. Some girls are also like that. Children. They fight over fickle things. Very fickle things. I want to see what is on your phone. Why, why do you have this password? Why, why is there a password? No. You say, oh, it's the same password, the one I told you yesterday. Are you sure? But I used it, so it didn't open. So, let, me, let, me, let me tell you again. One four six six one four. Ah, but yesterday they said one four six and another six. Yeah, yeah. The same way, Christian children. Today, ah, I like this loyalty house church very much. Tomorrow, sir, I'm going to Zion. Then tomorrow, sir, I'm going to Holy Fire. And tomorrow, I'm going to Hot Water. And so, hey, hey. Settle down, settle down. Children, I have two boys in my house. They can't settle down. Just move here, move here, move. Sometimes I get to the house, they are watching something on the computer. And the same thing is playing on the television. Do you get it? But they are watching it on the laptop. And the TV is on. So the same thing, they are showing both here. So I ask them, which one are you watching? So, we are watching both of them. (laughs) Oh, God. May you, may you grow. Amen. Pastor, quickly, how do I grow? Two quick keys. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Next Sunday, I'll, I'll take you more into it. Read, becoming matured. That's the final stage. Adulthood. Next week, I'll take you into it. I believe that you will be here to learn how to become matured. But in simple and certain terms, read your Bible. Pray every day. So next week, when I'm, I'll now show you how to read your Bible and how to pray. Do, 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 do you understand? Teaching made simple. Clap for your pastor. Clap for your pastor. When we were young, we used to sing a song. Read your Bible. Pray every Do you know how to sing it? You sing it, we all in. Huh. 
pray every day if you want to grow. If you want to. Ah, but you said you know it. If you want. Okay, you don't know it. Learn it quickly. Hallelujah. Read your Bible. Pray every day if you want to grow. Let's try it again. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day if you want to grow. Let's try read your Bible. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow. Let's learn that part again. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Ladies, I can't hear you. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to. Let's try that part for the last time, brothers. Read your Bible, ladies. Pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to. The next part says this. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow, if you want to grow, if you want to grow. Hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day if you want. Let's sing the whole song for the last time and close. Read your Bible, pray every day. Stand to your feet. Pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to go. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to Hallelujah, put your hands together for Jesus. So if you didn't hear anything at all from today's service, Read your Bible, pray every day. Read your, even if you forget everything that was said. Once you go home and you are reading your Bible and you are praying every day, we have a winner. Tell your neighbor we have a winner. Yeah. Close your eyes, let's pray for a second before we go home. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Help us to develop as Christians. We know we are babies. We know we are children. Help us to mature. Help us to read our Bibles every day and to pray every day so that we will grow. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. 
Wonderful. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you came by yourself. But you know in your heart that if you were to die today, you are not sure whether you will go to heaven or you will go to hell. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. Because God sent his son Jesus to come to this earth to die in your place and in my place. So that when we die, we don't go to hell. Because Jesus has already paid for our sins. So you are here today. You want to make sure that you go to heaven when you die. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Everybody, please close your eyes. Every head bowed. You are here. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. You are here and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven. I want to be sure that I'm going to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. If you are lifting your hand, please lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Thank you for it. Don't be afraid. Don't have a discussion with your friend. It's about your life, not about your lives. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Thank you for your hand. Thank you for that other hand. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. If your hand is up, please come to me in the front. I'll pray with you quickly. As we close, just come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. Just come to me quickly. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Come to me quickly. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to grow. Wonderful. If you are in front, pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for all these who are surrendering their lives to you. Be with them, help them, keep them. Use them to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful one. Put your hands together for them. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.